Welcome, everybody, to Roar. My name is Sam Spellman. Thank you so much for tuning in, listening in, uh, being a part of the conversation today. This podcast is called Roar, Revealing Our Amazing Redeemer. It's all about getting into the Word of God, letting the Word, the Bible, reveal to us who our amazing Redeemer is, Jesus. Um, He was the Word made flesh, what it says in John chapter 1, came down, dwelt among us, I, John, of whom... Anyway... So, I am uh, super, super excited to get into this conversation. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much for tuning in and checking it out. I am really excited just to get into it. Um, I tried something the last conversation that I thought was really fun, and I think I'm just going to keep doing it for a while, because it stretches me, um, and again, the, I think it's just it's fun to do, because um, I think sometimes the word can be intimidating just to, to get into and really work to interpret um, I thankfully had a, a really awesome upbringing around just very solid people that read the Bible and had a very, I would consider, you know, balanced, fair, you know, perspective on the word. And we're always elevating the Bible and the word of God above everything else, every situation. And, uh, I really got an appreciation for it from a young age. I'm really thankful for my family for that. And it it creates, um, helps create a paradigm of, you know, this is a very personal book. Um, this book is not just a book that is for a minister or for someone else to figure out or interpret, but it's for every person, every believer, you know. Um, and it's important, too, that you are saved. When you're saved and you really confess and you believe, you receive Jesus, you receive the Holy Spirit, the ability to interpret the Word, is it's night and day. Um, trying to understand it, and really get into it whenever you don't. It's like a relation. It's a relationship um, book. It's a book to us. It's a book to the world. Certain things in it will speak to the unbeliever. You know, someone who, if you've never received Jesus, you're listening to this, you're like, what's this Jesus all about? I'm just curious. You know, what's going on? Like, this book will speak to you in a lot of ways, but there are other things that are in it that are, you could say, hidden, or there's a language that's in there that Um, You can only get when you're in relationship with the Holy Spirit and Jesus, and you're in that covenant relationship of being saved, being born again, Um, and you're in the family of God. Certain terms are only going to make sense whenever that, you know, switch happens and you're you're in it, and you're in the the kingdom of light, you're in the kingdom of heaven, and uh, it's just a different, again, you just see it differently. The Holy Spirit can reveal some things. Um, So anyway, I think it's important that we don't be intimidated by this, and we actually read it. And get into it, and so that's kind of some of the even motivation behind this podcast is I want I want you guys to feel equipped. I want you to feel like, hey, I can do this. I can open this up at any point, any page, and that's what we're gonna do. I'm just gonna kind of pull it open, and where it lands, it lands, and I'm gonna work to talk and trust the Holy Spirit to give me utterance to really go into it. But I want us to know that, that anywhere in the Word we can we can go into, and there's gonna be something if we're listening. And really intently wanting the truth, which again, this book is truth. It's the truth above all truths. Um, and you can say, well, how is that possible? It's just a book. Um, I beg to question, you know, where's your faith? Um, without faith, it's impossible to please God. God operates by faith. Um, it operates by love. Love and faith work together. And you say, well, how does that even apply? Well, I'll ask you this one question. Look at nature. Do the things in nature wait for the other thing to feed? Does does the tree wait for the water before it does something? Or does it 
keep growing and operating and moving because it knows rain is going to come eventually. Does, you know, the ecosystem, does everything keep living and going? Do cows just keep walking and munching grass? You know, they don't think, well, I'll run out. This is the last bit of grass. I got to wait till grass grows right in front of me and then, you know, I'll be okay. No, by faith, those those animals just keep moving. They expect it's going to be there. They have faith and trust that what they need is coming they operate by faith. Everything in creation operates with that expectancy. All right? If you just look at nature, it's the flow of life. You know, and we're we're to be that way. Anything that operates apart from that is dead because it's it's a vacuum. It sucks up. It doesn't actually flow with life. So I asked the question, where's your faith? Get involved in this. If you want to be dead and continue to to struggle, you know, then don't read the word. Don't put faith in it. Don't expect good things. But if you really want to, what's it gonna? What's the harm? You're already struggling again. Why not just go for it? Just a question. Just a few thoughts about it. So, anyway, I don't know why I really went on that, but maybe someone listening or watching is gonna, you know, need to hear that. But seriously, it's if you look at nature, it speaks for itself. Nature reflects who God is. He operates by faith. Bible says, while well, yet we were sinners, he sent his son while we were his enemy. So God himself operates this way and functions this way. He's not expecting us to do anything he himself, as the creator of all things, doesn't already operate in and function in himself. He's not unfair in that. It's not just something for us to have to do or when you're a Christian, we well, you just have to. No, it's the way of life. It's the way we were actually made to function. And when we begin to operate that way, it's just, it's a it's an amazing thing that happens. So, we're going to flip this open here. Y'all that are listening are going to be able to see this, but I'm just going to kind of, I guess, just swing it open. We are on Luke 6 and 7 here. This is awesome. This is actually Luke's rendition um, or perspective on the, um, the, the Sermon on the Mount. Now, whenever I first started reading the Word, there's so much in here I can go into. I'm very excited. Um, when I actually first started reading the Bible, the first place I um, really began to read and the first place the Lord really landed my heart was in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Matthew 5, 6, and 7 is Matthew's take on the Sermon of the Mount. The same um, story, these same parables and discussions that Jesus gives. Um. I think it's important that we allow the Holy Spirit and the Lord to, you know, reveal all things to us. Um, whenever I first really wanted to get into the Word, I was, I had always really had understanding. I'd been in church my whole life. I knew scriptures like here and there that were like the church, excuse me, I had a little hiccup there, the church scriptures. So you'd hear, you know, First, uh, you took Corinthians 13, where it talks about the love chapter. You hear Galatians 5, fruit of the spirit. I mean, there was stuff like that, like Romans 8. You know, there's a lot of like big chapters that I, I knew and I had heard, but I didn't spend as much time just reading the word for myself. Or we'd go to Bible study as a family and mom and dad would read the word. We'd talk about it, you know, and, but I never for myself just was like, I'm going to open the Bible. And I'm going to read it, and I'm going to just let it speak to me. I always kind of was spoon-fed when I was um, a little bit younger, and it wasn't until I really made that decision. I was like, you know what? For myself, I've got to, I've got to dig in. The Holy Spirit really was just pushing my heart to do that. So at that point, I was working, I think it was like a freshman in high school, and during the summertime, I was working painting houses, um, like exterior painting. And uh, I remember I 
the Bible app had released those little, like, I would listen to podcasts or music while I was working most of the time. And then I was reading the Bible app one time, and it had one of the translations. It was actually the message paraphrase. Um, I was able to uh, hit the play button. And the reason I chose the message was I actually understood the words. Um, and I encourage you, get into the word where you know you can get it. You can you hear it, and you're like, okay, that that's making sense. And as you mature... The Lord will maybe have you begin reading other. I know for me, the way I started, again, reading the message, I'm just speaking out of my own experience. I'm not saying this is like set in stone doctrine, the way to do it. But for me, this was the way that, it, this is the way that my heart was kind of led through. I just started putting on the Bible app with the message paraphrase because it had an audio like voiceover, like a person was reading it. And so I could put it in my earbuds while I was painting and cutting in and stuff, doing windows. So that way, you know, I could listen to it and hear it, and it would go through different chapters and read. So, the, like, the first time I went to do it, I was like, well, where am I going to, you know, where am I going to start? Well, I, you know, a lot of people say start in the, you know, the first book of the New Testament. The New Testament's for the, the church and the believer, you know, the Gospels. A lot of people always always read the Gospels. I'm, I feel the same way. Read about Jesus, the red letters. Where's Jesus at? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. You know, he's the whole word, but there's a lot of red letters where he himself is speaking. So, you know, get into that and just hear that first. Let that be really seated foundationally in your heart. So I was like, okay. So I, I opened up Matthew. I was like, might as well start there. Hit play and was like, what in the world is this? Because it goes through this whole genealogy. And now I really understand why it goes through the whole genealogy. But at the time I was like, this is just a lot of names. Cool. Didn't know it was really in the Bible. No one ever really talks about and reads through in a service. This, you know, the, the son of, the son of, the son of, the son of, and just like goes into it. It doesn't really happen all the time. Um, I maybe have heard it referenced once, but I was like, no one just reads it. So it was, I was like, this is cool awesome, you know, didn't really understand it, but I was like, all right. And I listened through in the beginning, you know, it set some things up. And then in Matthew chapter five, it goes into the Beatitudes, which here in Luke chapter six, I'm looking, it goes into uh, verse 17. It's the beginning of Matthew chapter five. So they're kind of parallel here, but he goes into the Beatitudes and he starts reading. And then I remember I read through the the first part and it just goes into, and then Matthew 5, Matthew 6, Matthew 7, those whole chapters they get through, and right as it hits the end, I just heard in my spirit, listen to it again. I was like, okay, listen to it again. So I, you know, I go in and I, I put it on and go through Matthew chapter 5. And the guy, Matthew chapter 5, da 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 And the guy just starts talking and reading it. And I'm listening to it, I'm going again, and then all of a sudden he talks about the Beatitudes again. He goes in, blessed are the poor for yours is the kingdom of God. And I remember listening, I was like, that's in paradox. That doesn't make any sense. If you're poor, how do you have a whole kingdom? 21, blessed are you who hungry, for you shall be satisfied. I'm like, again, not really kind of getting it, but okay. Blessed are you who weep, for now you shall laugh. I'm like, all right, go for it. Whatever floats your butt. Then it goes through. Then it keeps going. Love your enemies, judging others. Talks about the tree and its fruit, building your house on the rock. You know, these are some of the things it goes into. And Luke here doesn't flush it out fully like Matthew does. There's a few of the big things here Luke mentions um, all the way through the end of chapter 6, and then it kind of moves on. Matthew goes into some of the other things. But again, I'd listen to those three chapters, all the different parables, eye for an eye, you know, turn the other cheek, those sorts of things. I was like, I've heard that. I just never knew where it was at. So again, get to the end of chapter 7, 
listen to that again. I'm like, I got to get my phone. I know the Lord spoke to me. At that point, I really had a good developed heart where I knew the Lord would, uh, I knew his voice and he spoke to me and he would talk to me through the word that I had. He would talk to me that was in my heart. Again, it was very sporadic stuff. It wasn't just like one solid thing. Again, young, I'm like 14, 15 at the time. But I knew the voice. I knew the peaceful voice of the Lord. I knew the Holy Spirit that was inside of me. And uh, you can too. I mean, it's the still small voice. The Bible says, my sheep know my voice and the stranger's voice he will not follow. Again, where's your faith expectancy? If you're trusting to hear his voice and you're listening, he will speak to you. He's not going to leave you high and dry. You know, what father leaves his kids and just, you know, whatever, and then just silent treats them. Doesn't they ask, hey, dad, I need some help. You know, they're not going to just abandon their kids every time. A good father will listen to his kids and will help. Our father's a good father. He listens to us. He helps us. So again, he spoke to me. He's like, listen to it again. So I was like, listen to it again. And I remember it was probably, it was a few months. I'm not sure exactly how months. It felt like a long time. But a few months, that was the only word that I listened to. I mean, for days. I would Every day I would listen to it. I would read it. I would study it. I would go over it. Every single day there was something new that the Lord would show me in that. Um, every single day for months. It was all, I mean, all the rest of summer. And then even into the, to the new school year and during band camp and stuff, I remember I would get into it and I would read stuff. And when I, I would read it, and that was all. I mean, it was it. It was the only scripture that I really felt peace. I would maybe try to read something else, but it was like I didn't, it wasn't speaking to my heart. But then I would open up five, six, seven, and it was like explosions going on in my heart and my soul. I was like, there's so much in here. I need, I need this. And see, the Lord will lead us that way. Um, again, Maybe it's from just you opening the Bible to begin with, and it just falls open. And the Holy Spirit's like, I'm going to use that. And then you read something on that page like this, and it stands out, and it leaps out to you, your spirit, your heart. You're like, wow, I, I, need, to, I need that. That makes sense. That, that answers something in my heart. That answers something in my soul that I need. And then you dig into the Word more. And you get into it. You read it again. You read it again until it becomes written on your heart. Um and when it becomes written in your heart and it becomes so apart, it becomes the fabric of who you are. Again, we're all being conformed to the image of Christ. That's the destiny for every single person. Christ is the cornerstone. We're all eventually going to look like Him. He is the all in all, the fullness of all creation, right? He's the fullness of what it looks like to be fully in relationship and submitted to God. He's called the last Adam. The first Adam is what we all look like in the natural. The last Adam is what we all look like both now as a renewed, born-again creation that's been revived and reconnected to the Father through the repentance and the remission of our sins through the blood of Jesus. Um, so, anyway, you can go into some of this stuff. I'll read some of it here kind of as I land. I want to leave you all with a little bit of scripture maybe to, uh, to listen. Um, you know what? I'll read this. I'm going to read this and I'm going to end the podcast. But it says this in verse 27 of Luke chapter 6. But I say to you who hear, in other words, who are listening, who have tuned your ear to the truth, who want the truth, who are listening for the truth. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. From one who takes away your cloak or steals your cloak, don't even withhold your t-shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you, and from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish the others would, excuse me, and as you wish that others would do to you, do unto them. 
For if you love those who love you, what benefit is it to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who already do good to you, what benefit is that to you? How does it grow you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those who expect to receive, what credit or what good is that even to you? Even sinners lead to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend and expect nothing in return. And your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and to the evil. Be merciful even as your Father is merciful. Again, as our Father, He's kind to us even when we were evil to Him. We didn't even spend time with God. We never even, you know, prayed to Him, or, but yet He was kind to us. He allows the sun to rise. He gives us air to breathe. He's made food available. He's made work available for everyone. God is faithful. He's loving. He takes care of us. He's merciful to us even when we weren't even connected to Him. So let's be like Him today. Take that. Think about it a little bit. Um, just let the Lord speak to you through it. So anyway, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Thanks for listening to the conversation. Love you guys. Um, if you want more information about myself, about the family ministry, about family mission, um, check out the description. Website's there. Social media is there. You can find out more of who we are. If you want to partner with family mission, um, everything's on the website. Check that stuff out. So thank you so much for listening to the conversation. Um, I'll see you guys next time on Roar. The Lord loves you. May he bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. Lift up his countenance upon you, his face upon you, and give you peace. Thank you.